Welcome to the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective of the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me, I have my guy, my partner, my brother, my podcast brother. You know him well. He is the creator and host of the Raw Sex Podcast. I'm talking about none other than Cousin Damo, a.k.a. Dominique Marks. Make sure y'all are checking out the Raw Sex Podcast. Usually has a fresh episode every Friday. Y'all make sure y'all check that out on Friday mornings. And make sure you're following him on the socials as well. At Raw Sex Podcast on IG and Raw Sex Podcast 1 on Twitter. As I said, he's one of the most entertaining follows on social media. As I told him earlier on this week, I probably need to take his phone from him. Because... <laughs> It was some shit going on. Like that. My man will have you cracking up laughing. So, <laughs> but yo, go follow on my social media. See for yourself, man. He definitely has a little bit of comedy humor. Definitely some, uh, some insights as far as what he's thinking at the time, but then also some truth bombs in there as well. So make sure y'all check my man out and check out raw sex podcast. Shout out to all the listeners out there stateside and worldwide. Once again, for continuing to show the show some love. Guys, we thank you all for continuing to spread the word and keep going out there. Best rule of the internet is that make sure if you like something, you share it with somebody and also make sure you tell the world how you feel about it. So make sure you're not just sharing it with people, but then you also go in and review. You can go to us at vaultclassicpod.com, leave a review on the website or go to any one of our providers and leave a review and rate as well. Five stars if you like it. We appreciate all the love and support. As we always say here on The Vault, our motto is hashtag open the vault, hashtag nothing but the classics of MBTC. And Damo, I told you this year that the R&B lineup was going to be stacked. I told you. Mm-hmm. You told me. You warned me. And I'm not joking. And because of the years that we're covering of 92, 97, and 02, there's no shortage of classics and classic-like material that was released in these years. As a matter of fact, there's a few artists that released albums in a couple of these years and have a couple of albums that we're going to be covering this year. But as we stated last week, those of y'all have heard the episode of The Hidden Gem, which was Adriana Evans' self-titled debut album in 97, where we're going to go to an album that was actually released the next week. And it's funny, Damo, because somebody, one of my followers actually... Like messaged me and said, yo, man, I noticed y'all doing a lot of R&B albums so far this year. Like, y'all doing any more hip-hop? And I'm like, yo, the hip-hop albums are coming. Trust me, they're coming. We even got a couple of reggae albums we're going to cover this year. But you got to go with the way that the lineup is stacked. When the card, deck of cards are stacked a certain way, that's you got to go with the way that the cards are dealt. That's the way that the cards are dealt. Hand. You, you got to play your hand. You got to play the hand that way. You know what I'm saying? So, Domo, we're going to go back. 25 mm-hmm. years ago to April 22nd, 1997. And the third studio album by none other than Mary J. Blige, Share My World, released on MCA Records, was recorded between 1996 and 97. Number of different studios this was recorded at. The legendary Hit Factory, legendary Battery Studios in New York City, Chicago Tracks, the Chicago Recording Company, 
Flight Time Studios in Adena, Minnesota, and the record plant in L.A., California. Runtime of 65 minutes and 15 seconds. Producers on this, executive produced by Mary herself, actually. Producers as well, Steve Stout and another executive producer. The associate producers on this, a lot of big names. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Babyface, Bryce Wilson, James and Tume, Rodney Jerkins, and none other than Robert himself. And by Robert, I mean R. Kelly. And we'll talk about that in just a second. <laughs> Robert. Yeah. R. <laughs> R, exactly. A lot of heavy hitters. Now, a name <laughs> that you don't see on that list is, at that time, known as Puff Daddy, but it's Sean Diddy Combs. And we know famously Diddy helped produce and also was a mentor and manager for Mary. He's the one who signed Mary to Uptown when she first was signed back in 1991 and 92. And he was a big part of her debut album, What's the 411, and also My Life in 1994. Mm -hmm. In between My Life and Share My World, Mary and Diddy actually parted ways. He didn't manage her anymore, and she went in a different production direction. So this landed her pretty much the producers she has on this. She definitely took an active role in recording this album and helping to pick the producers who produced this album and writing for it as well. Now, the first two albums we know, Damo, was the 411 had a very upbeat and positive vibe. It was from a brand new Mary that was on the scene that, you know, mm-hmm. she was showcasing her talents to the world. My Life, we all know what My Life was about. My Life was an album that definitely had everything Mm -hmm. about breakups and heartbreak and you know the internal battles and struggles is sort of what helped make it such a classic and iconic album this album definitely took a different direction from that one during that time in between my life um she was you know broke up with kc she was battling clinical depression she was on drugs and alcohol but she made a concerted effort in between that time to clean her life up get get on the right track and you can tell it in the vibe of this album when listening to it. Five singles for this album for Share My World. The first one, which is the first, which is Love Was All We Need, featuring Oz, released on March 18th and 97. I Can Love You, featuring Lil' Kim, came out May 6th, 1997. Everything was released mm-hmm. August 4th, 1997. Missing You, released October 2nd, 1997. And Seven Days, released March 20th in 1998. And those first three singles are really big singles on the album. The ones that I think that everybody really remembers. Of course, I think everyone remembers Seven Days as well because of her collaboration with George Benson. And so we talked about some of the collaborations. So other than Nas, other than Art Kelly, other than George Benson and Lil' Kim, she also had collaborations on this as well with Deluxe and also with Roy Ayers, the vibraphonist. So... A lot of contributions on this, and you can see her footprint on this album without a shadow of a doubt, man. So we'll go ahead and get into it. First thoughts and reflections. So I'll go ahead and talk to you, Damo, our resident R&B maven, during this particular time, share my world with Barry. So give us an idea what you thought about it when you first heard it and what you've thought about it in the time since it's been out and listening to it this week. What did you, uh, what were you reminded of? When I first heard it, it was actually one of them jumps that, you know, y'all youngers won't know about this, but it's some of that music that you wake you up in the morning on a Saturday or Sunday when you're in the house, like, hold on, hold on, Mary, you on right now? <laughs> <laughs> hold on, what's going on? And you know, a lot of times when Mary, when, when Mary on, 
somebody in their feelings some type of way. So something oh, wrong with damn. the relationship, with a yeah. relationship going awry. So like, oh Lord, what mm. this what this nigga done did? What this nigga done did, ma? Oh damn. <laughs> it was one of them type of things. Oh, we okay. cleaning it this? Oh yes. Oh yeah. This nigga definitely did something and we cleaning. Oh shit. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. What I gotta clean. So damn. That's how that's like how this album I can remember, you know, Mary coming on during that time. Yeah. You know, she you know, the, the cuts on it, especially, you know, Lil' Kim on it. I think Lil' Kim probably got the best feature to me to me. Mm. She got the best feature on it. Okay. Yeah. I'm like Yeah. Yeah. Most memorable feature to me on it when she stepped on it. I'm like, oh, oh yes. I said, well, I thought this was a remix back then. I don't know why. Nah, that was Until the this album week, track. I was like, I, I said, oh, when it first came on, I listened to it this week. I said, oh, I wonder if they got the remix on here because I want to hear Lil Kim on it. And I said, when she came, I said, I said, oh, I had to look at the phone and I was like, oh, this the oh, this the regular version. This not the version. remix. I said, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. all right. But you know why I was thinking what you said in the beginning was I was thinking about Diddy. Mm-hmm. And you know, Diddy King of the remix. Yeah, so I'm yeah. thinking like, oh, Diddy had his hand in this. I know this song, the remix gonna come. Lil Kim on the remix, but now you saying that Diddy didn't have his hand in this album. That makes sense. So why it wasn't a remix track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listening to it this week, like I remember, I said, yeah, I remember this show. I'm like, dang, she had a lot of Jones on here. That's what I was thinking about when I was listening to it this week. I was like, damn, I said she had a lot of Jones on here. And then you get all the way to the end, and you want to come with not going to cry. I said, hold on, this this Jones was on here too. Yeah. <laughs> Why this show all the way at the end? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. This show all the way at the end. Yeah, to cap it. I said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It's an album that for me, like much of the music that I heard, I heard basically through my sister's speakers. Now, my sister was a huge Mary fan all the way from what's the 411, even leading into this joint. So when she had a new album coming out, you know, this joint was getting copped on release day and my sister copped it on release day. So I heard a lot of this album, not even really through my own speakers, but through her speakers. So I knew how the album sounded because she was always playing this joint. Mm -hmm. Like she played this joint like almost as much as I played some rap albums. And I started to grow an appreciation of (laughs) Mary and also understanding even back then, like as being as young as I could, I kind of knew like the differences in the albums. Like, yo, what's the 411? You can see Mary's brand new. You could tell she's excited to be on the scene. She was like the young, new, hot thing. She sort of had this style, that whole hip-hop soul, the whole urban soul. Like she was singing over hip-hop mm-hmm. sound and beats because of that Diddy influence and that Andre Harrell influence. And then when you get to my life, you can tell like, okay, some shit's going on in her life. Something's happening. I don't know exactly. Didn't know exactly at the time what was happening in regards to what she was singing about. Because I was like, when my life came out, I was like 12 years old. But you could tell something was going on and you get to share my world, man. It was almost like Mary had a little bit of a glow to her. You know what I mean? Like almost like she had to glow up. Like that was sort of like the start of part of the glow up of Mary. And we know Mary's been through up and downs through her music career, but this is really, I think the first time that I think she came back from one of the first big setbacks that she had in her life personally. And then that showed on record with that comeback on share my world. And Part of it was separating, I think, from Diddy and understanding. She even said in an interview about this that, you know, she noticed that as he was getting bigger, as his label got bigger and as his business got bigger, then he sort of changed in regards to what it was he can offer her. So it's sort of like at the same time, they both became too big for each other and they didn't collaborate with each other again until like maybe the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. But 
you know, it was good for both of them that they separated. And it was good for her creatively that she can go ahead and explore. But I heard that growth. And you hear it because the album is like, you know, you listen to like my life and listen to what's the 411. There's very like hip hop, you know, urban like bass. Like, you know, it's very like, you know, not really traditional R&B. That's what we got us falling in love with Mary. And she was singing over music that wasn't traditionally R&B music, like most of her predecessors. What you got from her here was you got a little bit of the hip hop sound. But she really settled into some traditional, more so R&B sounding songs like the producers she worked on this poking mm-hmm. tone as well. Track masters doing R&B tracks, Babyface, Rodney, Robert, <laughs> Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, like those type of names that are used to producing R&B tracks. It sort of gave her some sort of differentiation that it's like, yo, I'm not just the queen of hip hop soul. I can actually give you some more traditional R&B and I can settle into this and like be in my bag with this too. So it was like, yo, that that's really what struck me listening to it. And the singles, obviously, yo, the first three of them are all obviously smashes, but really more so than anything else is that I think it's hard to follow up an album like my life and figure out like, you know, how is this joint not going to like pancake and fall face flat and like sort of bomb, I guess you could say, you know, in the, in the light of an album like that, that was such a classic, but what she did instead was come out and just give us an album that was not only, I would say not on the par of my life, but probably close to it and very consistent. So that's really what share my world to me really was and listening and hearing that growth and then maintaining that consistency and showing everybody like, yo, I did, it wasn't just a flash in the pan. It wasn't just me with Diddy and he was the secret to my success. Like, no, I am the secret to my success. Like I can be consistent and I'm going to show y'all right here. Highlights and lowlights. So Damo, go ahead and give us your highlights and lowlights here on share my world. Let us know what you got. I'm going to go. The highlights is once you start the album, the highlights, like I said, the jump with Lil' Kim, you know, you go to jump with Nas. That round and round jump, that's uh, the evils. Reasonable Doubt. The evils. the evils from Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt, yeah. The evils. Mm-hmm. The evils, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I heard that. I said, well, how did y'all sound like the evils? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. I said, yeah. they pulled that one right back, didn't they? Yeah, they, they did. Seven days. You know, of course, you know, you got R on there. Back then, back then you couldn't miss with R. Mm-hmm. No, you couldn't. <laughs> But I feel like it starts going down a little bit around a lap, about 12. I'm not really big on the, the locks jump. Her part, yeah, but the locks part, I'm like, uh, I see what you did. And when I start thinking about it, I'm like, I see what you did. You brought, the, brought your boys from around the way. Mm-hmm. You brought them on the jump because, you know, she yonkers, they yonkers, you know. Yeah. So you brought them on the jump, get them a little shine. Mm-hmm. So, but I really wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Get to know you better. I liked it. I liked the, the Rob Edge Jones. I didn't like the the remake of Our Love. Mm, gotcha. I wasn't a fan of that one. So okay. that's probably like one of them Jones. So I feel like she could have left that off. Mm-hmm. But then then that's when the not going to cry shocked me because then I'm like, boom. So I was like, hold on. So how you, you try like bring the album down just a little bit, mm. not to where I'm hitting the skip button, but I'm like, oh, man, what the hell is going on? And you can hit us with the bang at the end. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this right. how the album going in. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's how, yeah, that, that's the, I think the low light to me, the low light of the, of this is, I'm not going to say our love is a low light. I'm just saying, I don't feel like they should have had that jump on it. Okay. And the, 
the jump with the locks. I could have did it without the locks on it. Mm. Okay. Well, that's a way of looking at it. Definitely. I can understand what you're saying about the locks too, though, because that's early locks. You know what I'm saying? That's like heading into money, power, mm-hmm. respect locks. And yeah, that's like early, early. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, that mm-hmm. they were sort of doing their thing back then, but we know like they, their potential was so much better. Like as they got, once they got off a of bad boy, got out of the shiny suit era, you could definitely see the locks for the locks and for the locks being who they are right now today. Mm-hmm. But my highlights. So like you said, I agree with you. The since once the album starts, it just kicks off and, and you get and to me, I think you get in and you strap in for a ride mm-hmm. all the way from the beginning until probably you get to all the way to like track 12. Like you say, I think once you get into the album from the mm-hmm. intro all the way through, I can love you to love is all we need round and round, which hits you with that. The evils beat, like you said, Damo. So they're going back to that whole hip hop soul thing. The thing she was used to singing over hip hop beats on regular tracks and on remixes. Yeah. So, but then one of the more underrated tracks on here that I don't hear a lot of people talking about is the title track of Share My World, which was produced by Rodney Jerkins. That joint, man, look here. Uh, Rodney be doing some magic. And that's the thing. We talked about this during Brandy's joint during Full Moon. Rodney got magic to his production fingers, bro, like for real. And, and so yeah. he did it again with here with Mary. Like that Rodney sound, though, is just uh, it's unmistakable, for real. The George Benson joint with Seven Days, obviously. Yeah. 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 As a matter of fact, I want to even say that I think I remember since the track Seven Days, you remember Craig David, right? And his joint Seven Days. I think you remember he said that he was partially inspired Mm -hmm. by this joint, by the Seven Days joint with Mary J. Blige, man. So that joint definitely is a banger. Look, and I understand. I get it. I know. I know Robert's canceled. (laughs) Okay. I know Robert is canceled. I get that. I understand that. I am fully on board and compliant. I know that Robert is canceled, but let me tell you something. It's on hey, um, the, uh, the, uh, yeah. the chick, uh, Tammy Roman posted something the yeah. other day, like being at a cookout and R. Kelly come on right. and you're just like looking around. You want to dance, <laughs> yeah. but you're like, damn, can I dance to this? <laughs> and like, I think I said it before one of the episodes, like me and, me and my wife were in the car and she had she had she had her uh, playlist on, and R. Kelly came on, and we like looked at each other because we like mumbling, and we looked at like, is it okay to sing it, man? <laughs> we ain't gonna tell nobody. It's just like yo, this, it's hey, just fuck y'all it. go, in go the to car. the R. Kelly playlist. Hey yo, that's wild. <laughs> like, like fuck it, it's just me and you. Put hey, the R. Kelly playlist. Wild. Y'all like put this album on, like next. Hey yeah, hey look, you know, I, we go yeah yeah. I, I know he's canceled. Mm-hmm. I get it. But that joint, it's on, man. Let me tell you something. The one thing, the memory that I have about that song, it's on, is that I was like a ho- at a house party or something like that in college. And this one of those late, late night parties, like literally party got started like 10, 30, 11 o'clock and didn't end until like four or five o'clock in the morning. Like that's how crazy mm-hmm. the house party was. Well, you know, they got to the end of the night. They started slowing shit down. Like, you know, people about to make their moves to take somebody home for the night. This was one of the last songs they played. And I just remembered, I was in that <laughs> joint like, oh, yeah, some people in this joint about to be fucking tonight. Like, it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. This joint, again, I understand Robert's canceled. I'm 100% on board and compliant with that. I get it. But this joint still, yeah, it's still a joint. It really is. Sorry. I mean, but it's, mm. it's still a joint. Like, for real. No lie. It is a joint. Yeah. So, <laughs> Babyface, one of the yeah, two tracks yeah. he performs on this joint. You know, writing and producing, and then everything. 
which is the remake of the stylistics joint. I mean, like, ugh. this is one of the joints that really, I think, helped mm-hmm. Mary get out there and get her beyond just the hip hop crowd. Everything is sort of that single on here that sort of lets people know, like, okay, yeah, Mary can definitely start to cross over. You know, this is a track that even now, like I hear people reference is one of their favorite Mary tracks and it's a remake from the stylistics, but it does it justice. I really think it does do do it justice, man. And I love everything. I love everything. And then as you get into the second half of the album, like you mentioned, Damo, things do, it it slows down just a little bit. Um, I love Keep Your Head. The Can't Get You Off My Mind with the locks. Like you said, that's the early locks. So you can understand why you know it sounds a certain way they had the skill and everything there and i could see what they were trying to do but you know is it sort of something hmm, i don't I, I could be okay with it but i'm also okay without it as well that's sort of just the way that i feel get to know you better yeah mm, i don't really know about that one either i mean that one it's okay you know <laughs> um i, I mm-hmm. did like searching though with roy ayers i mean obviously i love roy ayers i love a lot of roy ayers music uh, I gotta agree with you there too with our love. That yeah, yeah. it's just something I love. Yeah, it's just something like you know I don't really. It doesn't evoke any strong emotions out of me. You know what I'm saying? And then to end the album on not going cry no. after you know having this album come out and then this is a track that actually was on the Wait to Exhale soundtrack. So that album was a number one hit before this album even came out. You know what I'm saying? So we were used to hearing hearing that track and that was already a certified banger without one of her classic songs. Like someone mentioned and talked about, you know, Mary songs, if she was to get into a versus song that she would have in a versus. And people were like, yo, this is absolutely one of the songs on Mary's song versus list. Like without a shadow of a doubt, it's one of the biggest songs she's done in her career. Yes, it is. So, so yeah, I mean, yes, it yeah. is. I mean, but other than that, I mean, so it's a, a few songs on here in the second half of the album that I don't really care too much for. I mean, necessarily would I take them off? Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I would feel too bad if they left them on or they left them off, but I'm really more so indifferent to them. Not necessarily outright or oh, these disjoint trash. It's more so just like, mm, I could really go either way with them. Yeah. It doesn't really matter, you know, for me. You could have did without it. Yeah. You could have did without it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could have. I definitely understand mm-hmm. that. I didn't run to my phone and hit the skip button. It was just like, hey, what are you doing? Why this on here? Okay. Yeah. Right. You know, you have a couple of joints <laughs> on there. You get them and the joints be some trash and you got to run to the skip button to go mm-hmm. ahead and push that joint forward. Like, uh-uh, nah. This yeah, ain't it, partner. This ain't it. This ain't it. Uh-uh. So. Yeah. And so those are my highlights, man. This album, as far as what it did commercially, Domo, three million copies is what it sold. And this was the first album that she actually had number one on the Billboard charts. Wow. Wow. That's shocking. I know, isn't it? I mean, after two classic albums to start her career, it's the first Mm. one that was number one in the U.S. Billboard Mm. 200. And it's also the first album that she charted on internationally in the top 10 in countries like Canada, in Sweden, and in the U.K. And then it entered the top 40 in other countries like New Zealand and France. Really, when you talk about this album, Mary was a big, 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 big star in our community, in the hip-hop crowd and the R&B and urban crowd. This album sort of made her a big star internationally. And we talked about this a bit last year when we did Tony Braxton's Secrets. Remember that? We talked about, you know, that when Tony had her debut yeah, album, 
it made her a big star within the black community, within R&B, within hip hop. But when she came out with Secrets, she had songs and the sound on Secrets that made her a huge pop star. It made her a huge star internationally by having that single, like Unbreak My Heart, which was like crossover appeal across the board. You know what I mean? And it took her from being, okay, she's a black music superstar to being a music superstar, period. That was sort of the difference. And I feel like that's sort of the same thing what happened with Mary here with Share My World. That's big because as we got into later on in the decade, heading out the rest of the decade, Mary had a couple of, uh, an album pretty much to finish out the decade. But when we got into the 2000s, it was almost like she was on, in, a, in the, like a lane of her own. Like you could put a, sort of put her up there with the Whitney's and the Mariah Carey's and the Tony's as far as having that success as like in that R&B market, being like almost like iconic in that, in that realm. So I think that was really the start of her becoming like an icon. This album right here, Share My World. Final verdict. So here we are, Damo. What say you about Share My World? Is it a certified classic, borderline classic, classic just in this time or not a classic at all? I'm going to go uh, certified classic, nine out of 10. Okay. Just those those little if you take out I love and maybe take the the locks off of there, I would have went ten for ten. Mm, okay, but it's still a strong it's a strong classic album. Yeah, it's a strong classic album, very strong classic album. Yeah, I I would say certified classic as well. I'm gonna go nine out of ten as well. I do think like you said, there's a couple of tracks on there I'm a little indifferent on, but other than that though that. That ride from the first track of the album all the way up to like track 12, it just is straight heat all the way through. And then mm-hmm. as you get into the second half of the album, there's also strong performances, so they, that, they hold it up. Yeah, that strong part of the album, that beginning, it ain't too many albums that go, that you can say that can give you that right off the, the strength of a straight 12 songs, 11 yeah. songs. Like, yeah. Damn, this is heat. Yes. <laughs> and the, the only reason why I bring it down to that nine is just that little that just that just that little blip in it. Those mm. couple of songs right there makes me bring it down to a nine. Like, oh, but mm. then skip them. Yeah. Still listen to them. Just like, ah. Yeah. But then she hit you right with not going to cry. Like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. This would have been a 10 if you would have just yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely an album for the times and beyond times. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely, when we talk about those, the Fame 3 album run thing with Mary, this is definitely in the conversation as far as Fame to 3 album runs. Because you go from What's the 411 to My Life to this joint, it ain't too many three album runs R&B-wise that can mess with that. I mean, you're talking about maybe Whitney, maybe Tony, Mariah probably, you could probably throw a couple of Mariah 3 album runs in there. But there's not a whole lot. You know, there really isn't. You, you'd have to start going into groups, perhaps. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So this is definitely epic. And the fact that Mary sort of took a different formula and left the safe space of working with a certain set of producers and then took an active role really in helping to make this album herself in a different space emotionally as well, to me, is what helped to make this a classic. So Mary J. Blige shared my world 25 years old this week. Please make sure you go check it out. As a matter of fact, go check that out and go check out the vinyl as well. I've seen some people pick it up this past week because Record Store Day just passed alongside us this past week. So please make sure y'all go check out Share My World by Mary J. Blige and listen to it, man. And definitely look out look out for some of the articles we're going to have in the show notes to see some of the perspectives. You'll definitely see where this stands in Mary's discography and why so many of us revere it in a positive light. 
And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you check us out on our host on the Red Circle. You can also visit us on our website at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com. You can go there and check out the episodes, leave us a review, rate the show. You can also leave us a voicemail by the blue microphone in the bottom right-hand corner. You can get to our Buy Me a Coffee page in the bottom left-hand corner with the coffee cup highlighted in yellow. Leave a small monetary donation to donate to the show to make sure we can keep the vault open for many years to come. As well, you can visit us on all of our social media pages. That's at Vault Classic Pod on Instagram. That's at Vault Classic on Twitter. And on Facebook and YouTube, you can search us with the Vault Classic Music Reviews Podcast. Like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, interact with us on social media. We do it here all for you. We appreciate the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we'd like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and visit us at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com.